Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, and as I was in the spring game yesterday, by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, it's been four, five hours since I last saw you. How you, how you how's the last five hours been? <laughs> it's, we were just talking just before we went on the air, and it's just crazy because you were here you came in Friday night, and uh, we had a great time Friday night. And then we froze our our rear ends off on uh, on Saturday at the game, and then uh, and then we took you to the airport this afternoon, and and then uh, here you are back in Fort Collins, and I'm still here in Omaha. So that's <laughs> crazy, crazy how it works now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just it was crazy. We got a lot of stuff to to go over. Today. Oh boy, yes we do. Uh, uh, kind well, of exciting. Let's... Yeah, let's start with some. I mean, this isn't really news, but we'll just get to put this in our upfront news segment right away. Here, we're going to talk some Husker baseball, softball, real quick, and then we'll get into the meat of today's yeah podcast, which is clearly going to be the spring game, which happened yesterday, the twenty sixth. Sorry, twenty second of April. So we'll we'll talk about that. And uh, before we get started here, if you want to follow us on social media, we have a Twitter at HBT Huskers Pod. Uh, that's on Twitter. I'm going to post a video of our, our spring game experience there uh, and also another video about our, a new recruit that we'll talk about in a minute here. So those will both be up there by the end of tomorrow, probably. And so, yeah, if you want to follow with Husker News, we ha- we we post at least once every day, I think. Uh, not not something original, obviously, but that's what we're we're pretty active on there. I should say we I am. Grandpa doesn't know how to work Twitter. So um, but yeah, I. Uh, Let's talk base Husker baseball first. Uh, we'll we'll save the better news for later. Um, so yeah. I mean, you yeah. lose the three games to Iowa by a combined oh. score of uh, let's see, twenty twenty five to twenty five to twenty five to seven. seven. So that's terrible. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm. This was a really a big series. Uh, we're now in the three-way tie for what fourth place in the Big uh, Ten. Yep. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I thought. I thought we. I don't. I didn't think we were going to sweep the series, but I thought we'd at least maybe have a chance to win it. And certainly, I didn't anticipate going zero and three. That's just a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it was a disappointment. I mean, when you have Iowa, and Iowa's not. I mean, they're they're good, but. After winning three games in the Big Ten, they're only tied for third of the Big Ten, so they weren't right. that well off to begin with. Right. So, right, I mean, right. th- that is something that you have to win. And this Iowa team, fine, they're twenty nine and ten on the season, uh, and Nebraska's dropped now to twenty one, fourteen and one. Which, I mean, their chances of postseason baseball are very are slim to none at this point, unless somehow they flip some switch and they're just on fire for the big 10 tournament, which I think you and I were talking about this a little bit when you were driving me to your house from the airport on Friday. And we were talking about the Oscar baseball and what their postseason chances were. And you said that they're probably going to have to win the big 10 championship game. If they want to get into postseason play, they're not going to get an automatic bid. I agree with that. And I think if they're playing against a Wisconsin team, who's is good, I will give them that. Uh, but if they're playing against, sorry, not Wisconsin, Iowa. Uh, if they're playing against this Iowa team, uh, who is good and getting just demolished, there's no way that they're going to be able to win the Big Ten. So it's it's going to be tough. But yeah. And then you got uh, 
Nebraska is going to play at UNO, my alma mater, on Tuesday. And then they turn around. And, and so far, UNO has, I think they've won the series two two games to nothing. I believe that's it. Then they turn around the following night and they play uh, at Hawks Field, which is good, uh, South Dakota State. You would figure those are going to be two wins. But again, UNO has had the better of it uh, twice so far this year. So there's absolutely no guarantee. I don't know. I, I'm trying to to uh, figure out this team and I'm, I don't know. I, I just, it just scratched my head. I know yeah. Bill Bold is still very high on his team. And I hope they can, as you said, you know, pull a switch or something and and uh, and get a streak going. Um, and it and it's happened before. I, I there's enough firepower with Max uh, Anderson and uh, and geez, uh, uh, the other guy uh, having a brain. Who's uh, Bryce Matthews? Bryce. There Matthews. we go. Two guys who are really good hitters uh and uh i think uh, max was like 420s batting 427 that that was before this weekend probably not yeah not going afterward <laughs> so um but you got you got some i we just uh, lack pitching i guess that's it but then when you you know you get shut out uh by iowa you know eight to nothing and, and you score only one run today um yikes where's that where's that firepower i don't know I can't yeah. believe that I was pitching is that great, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And it, the, all these games are on Big Ten Plus, so it's kind of hard for us to watch them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But, anyway, let's move on to a little bit more positive news from the Husker softball side. They won their weekend series at Wisconsin. They walked They walked off Wisconsin 7-6 uh, to six on Friday, lost to them close 4-3 to three on Saturday, and then today they won 2-1. So Nebraska's still in second place in the Big Ten behind Northwestern, who's 15-2 and two in conference play and 30-10. and 10. Northwestern is ranked number 22nd in the nation, I believe. So that's not a, too shabby of a team they got there in uh, Evanston. So, I mean, Nebraska 12-5 and five in conference, 32-14 and 14 overall. They have a three-game series coming up at, at Northwestern next yeah, weekend. Yeah, so that yeah, is going to be well, huge. Be awesome. That's going to be huge. So if Nebraska can – make it that close, which I think they will. Uh, if they can win one or one of those games, I think that's a win for in, in their book. But I mean, really I, Nebraska, I think in my mind has a shot to win that series. I haven't watched a lot of Northwestern softball, obviously, but Nebraska has got a chance to win that series. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll have news uh, maybe this time next week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, Grandpa, we got let's let's move on to the spring game. I think we need to spend our, most of our time talking yeah. about that. Um, well, first of all, what were your just general impressions just about the spring game itself? How was it compared to other ones that you've been to or been around? You know, I just the thing that I had, and you and I talked about this earlier. I said before the game, I said, I just hope we play tackle football. And we did. Matt Rule was true to his word. We're going to, and, and it was live the whole game. It wasn't like quarterbacks had green jerseys on. Um, you, you know, you run the risk of somebody getting hurt, but you also can find out a little bit more about your players. And I think that's, that's the whole purpose of his first spring 
camp is we got to find out who can play, who can't, who wants to play and who doesn't. Yep. And I would imagine uh, right in the next week or so, you're going to see uh, guys entering the transfer portal. I think you're going to. Yeah. Some- well, the, the transfer portal is open right now, which is just terrible, terrible timing. I know it, it is. So. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, so I was, I was, you know, I give him, I, I give Matt rule an A in that regard. He, he has the, uh, the courage to just say, now we're going to, we're going to find out what these kids are made of. And I love that. I thought it was great. Uh, um, they had, uh, they were playing the, the, uh, NFL time rules that, that the clock wasn't stopped for first downs. Right. They uh, changed, they just changed that this year for, uh, college football. So it is of, of all yeah. college football. In all oh. college football this year, they just changed it. So, oh well, I I I don't agree with that, but whatever. Uh, and then they did the XFL uh, uh, punt and kicks, uh, so you can't. You the only two people who can be in play first are the kicker and the returner, and then once the returner catches the ball, then the uh, lines can go after each other. So I I don't that that's not going to be a part of college football, but that's a way yeah no. Game. It's just a safety thing, I think, and it, it's smart. The way the XFL does it is smart, but they're not going to change college football, right. I don't think, anytime soon. So, yeah. anyway. So, I don't know. It, it, from a coaching standpoint, I left there yesterday. Uh, I, I was thinking to myself, I said, uh, or maybe I told you, um, it's a good thing that there's four months before our opening yeah. of, the, of the year because there's a lot of work there. And – there were really seven fumbles. That one fumble was it was uh, Harburg, I guess it was, who had his whose hand was hit. That was an incompleted pass. It was yeah picked up and it was a it was returned for a touchdown. But that wasn't a, so. There were six fumbles, two interceptions. Um, still, the fumbles are just way too many. And I, I'm there's so much to that these kids have been working on. I don't I don't. I'm not criticizing them. I think that I think they probably feel the same way. This isn't our best performance. We're going to get better and we're going to get more comfortable with, you know, you're trying to install a new defense, a new offense, you know, uh, all but, you know, nine, nine new assistant coaches and a new uh, head coach. It's like, I, you know, I think it's, it's probably pretty good C plus, maybe a B minus for the, for the game, for what you wanted to get out of it. Again, you could be really yeah. critical and you could say, boy, those eight turnovers or seven turnovers or whatever, you know, that was just terrible. And, you know, you can't argue with that. But I think for this station of uh, of, of the year uh, and with the, with all the new coaches involved in that, um, I think it was, I think it was, you know, as I said, maybe a C plus, B minus, something like that. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I think that uh, kind of the nature of how well they were playing on offense kind of led into that B minus range of a grade for the game for the spring game, just because rule was kind of hoping we were listening to uh, Nebraska talk radio before uh, kickoff on the way down to the game. And they were like, okay, rule is kind of hoping that the game's close. The ideal situation would be the game's close. So he can have someone engineer a game winning drive to go and uh, get a touchdown or get a field goal to win the game. And it just really wasn't close all game. No one scored in the second half. Uh, the, and the the one touchdown for the red team wasn't really a touchdown. As you said, it, that was not a fumble. And I think everyone at the stadium knew it wasn't fumble, but they just let them play because it was a, 
I just needed that to be closer because uh, Matt Rule was kind of hoping at that point in the second quarter that it might pick up a little bit, but who knows? So that was the last point scored in the game, which is kind of uh, a little bit of a problem. But also, you could look at it as a look at it as a plus because that means that our defense is doing really well at holding our offense down. So. I mean, that means our defense could be playing pretty well this year. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, some of the storylines coming out of it were, you, I mean, you and I looked at each other when oh, you see all these quarterbacks come in. We had I mean, Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers did not play. So we had four quarterbacks and they had, they put two on each team and they kind of switch off uh, drives. So every time that the white team would get the ball, it'd be a different quarterback. It was quarterback. It was a uh, Harburg and Jeff Sims for the white team and, Chuba Purdy and Richard Torres for the red team. Those were their quarterbacks. So what did you think of quarterback play overall in the, in the spring game grandpa? And I, I mean, I was going to say you and I looked at each other after one, like who is going to leave because yeah. uh, we thought all those guys played decently well. Yeah. But, I mean, I, you and I talked about that yesterday after the game, we talked about it today before I left. It's just like, it's the most pressing thing of which one of these quarterbacks is going to leave and, I'm really hoping that it's not, I mean, I don't know. There's like all these guys show a lot of potential. So I, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, I think that's really, really going to be tough. I thought, you know, of course, as you said, we didn't get to see Casey or, or uh, 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 Logan. Um, nobody stood out. Sims probably, yeah, Sims is, is the, the clear cut choice, but that's kind of bit by default because uh Casey uh, is out with an injury. So is Logan from that standpoint. As to who's going to be leaving, you're not going to keep, I don't believe you can afford to keep six scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. I don't I don't see that that's going to be a possibility. And yet who you would say, okay, and, and I thought Heinrich looked good. Uh, he completed only two passes, so that's not great. I don't think he, I don't think he, jumped ahead of anybody i don't know performance was that he did great. have a nice he did have a nice 20 25 year oh, yeah. Run, yeah 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 oh it was, it was great he can show uh i don't know i don't know i think they're going to go into fall camp obviously unless as far as who might be leaving geez um you'd, you'd want to you know logan would probably go and maybe Maybe uh, Harburg would go. Um, I thought I thought Richard Torres, uh, and he's he's not had any game experience because he's been injured. And uh, I thought he looked. You could just see like there's an NFL quarterback in the making there. He looked really really good. Yeah. Again, he's he's doesn't have the snaps and doesn't have. He's not going to be buying. I don't believe for uh for the starting role, but. Uh, See, so, yeah, I don't know, man. That's I thought we'd come out of this thing maybe being a little clearer as to the pecking order. But again, we without seeing all the quarterbacks, it's kind of hard to. What, what do you think? Who do you think is might go? Honestly, I think it's probably Logan, just because he has the talent, and he's probably is the most frustrated. He's been sitting for the longest amount of time with chances to get playing time, and he's just not gotten it. Uh, Harburg's only a sophomore, so and he stuck around last year, even though Whipple and him did not get along at all. So yeah. I think that proves more about him just wanting to be at Nebraska. So I don't think he's as likely to leave, even if they're saying, "Hey, we're either gonna like we're gonna take away your scholarship and give you a little bit of an NIL money or something like that." I think he just wants to be at Nebraska. 
Logan, on the other hand, I think has more of an opportunity to be in the NFL and be the star somewhere. And I think that's more kind of what he wants to do. So do I think, think Logan's he, probably think, the most likely to leave. Do you think he's NFL material, Logan? Star? I think if he plays and starts for a team that is good enough and ha- and develops, he can he can get there. I think I think he has a potential. I'm not saying Harburg doesn't have the potential. Yeah. I just think that Harburg's more committed to Lincoln than Logan is. Maybe. Maybe. So that's why I think Logan's probably going to be the one to leave. And I was saying that uh, months ago when we first talked about this the first time. So unless he does something to change my mind, he's just going to be my front runner that I'm not going to be surprised if in the following five or six days in the following week, even if he announces that he's going to be transferring just because he's been injured, didn't play in the spring game, wasn't any at spring practice, couldn't get a head start with these coaching staff uh, changes. And so he's just going to be like, okay, I'm already behind here. They know what he can do. I'm not saying that rules not going not gonna to like him because he was injured. That that's a stupid way to coach and rule knows that he's been around. He's, this isn't his first rodeo. So Logan Smothers is probably going to be the one to leave out of those six. Richard Torres, I think might be the next just because he's younger to a certain extent, maybe him or Harburg. I don't know. Yeah. But who, who knows? Who knows? What really? did you think, think of, of Chubba's uh, performance yesterday? Did he help his cause any? I don't think so. I, I'm not a big Chubba Purdy fan. I don't think he played well last year when we needed him to. And he was kind of a big deal getting him to come to Nebraska. And he hasn't shown me any reasons why I should be excited about him still. So I'm not going to be heartbroken if he leaves. I mean, all these players are good. Uh, they're just not like Chuba. There was such a big deal made about him coming from Florida state. He's Brock Purdy's brother. He's got all this talent. He can run, yeah. he can, he can play. And then he yep. got into games and it was just mistake. Somewhat promising playing mistake, mistake, somewhat promising mistake. It was just the cycle is too. He makes too many mistakes for me to trust him in starting or playing games. So, I mean, could he get there? Yes, that is a clear definite for all these guys. All these guys could be starting quarterbacks in a year if they get the reps and get the practice in and focus on it. And, I mean, I think it's really going to be between Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson in the fall. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if Harburg managed to squeak his name in there. They've they've liked him during spring practice, but as you said, he didn't really impress that much of the spring game, and I don't know how much that hurt or helped his cause. So, What's uh... – were there any – did you think there were any disappointments? I think Anthony Grant was a disappointment. I know he hasn't been at a lot of this. He wasn't at the beginning of the spring practices yeah. because uh, he got suspended for academic reasons and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he had 14 carries. He had the most carries by any running back, and he only had 34 yards. So our leading rusher from last almost 1,000-yard rusher, yeah. that is a terrible statistic to have in a spring game. So – I mean, as I said, this could anything about the spring game. You have a take on the defense that's negative. It, it, that means it's positive for the offense. So, having Anthony Grant only rush for thirty-four yards on fourteen carries against our defense, yeah, means it could also mean that our defense is much better at stopping the run now, which would be great because we could not do that at all last year. So, yeah, who knows? I, I but think, I think that's a. I think that's a key point, and we keep going back to that because it was ones versus ones, and spring practices. I don't, I can't recall the last time that that's happened. Now maybe it has, and I just don't remember it. But 
you're not going to run for a ton of yards if your defense is really good. And I think our defense is improved. Yes, uh, definitely. So given the format of that, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to get too concerned with that. Um, but I think that if, if you and I were going to pick the, the rotating running backs, I think, um, and you and I haven't talked about this, but I, I think we would be in agreement that you'd have Gabe Irvin, uh, Grant and Ramir Johnson. I think those three pieces, those three players are, are maybe interchangeable pieces. I don't think anybody is going to stand out. And again, Anthony Grant was maybe one long run from being a thousand yard rusher, uh, yeah. but he still makes some, some mistakes, but I like Ramir Johnson and Ramir Johnson. If you look at the Iowa game um, from last year, uh, he, you know, <laughs> He he was in for four or five plays and then he disappears. This, yep, this is crazy. You, I think a running back has to get has to get some rhythm, has to get some flow. Uh, I don't think you can just alternate these guys. I think you got to give them enough reps that so they get get going, you know, and they get warmed up and they get into the 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 flow of the game. I I, I never understood how we have just taken random. Uh, running backs, put them in and out of the lineup. I, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe there's a reason for it, and I just don't get it. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's yeah, as you said, I, I agree with what you said. I think that that's right. I think that rotation is probably right. I think AJ Allen is kind of on the cusp there. Maybe he fumbled twice yesterday, though, and I'm sure that Ooh, yeah. rule is good, that he's going to be upset with himself. One, but that the coaching staff is not going to be happy with that. So. I mean, he they've they've ridden him hard all of the spring practice from what I've seen from videos and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I had a lot of hope for him coming in this year, but he's going to do some work in fall camp if he wants to get in that running back rotation. So, yeah, and, and as you said, Ramir Johnson in the Iowa game just disappeared, and he runs really well. He's fast. He's probably the fastest out of those three guys, Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant and him. So – those three guys, I mean, Gabe Irvin looks much better than he did last year. He did not play yeah. a lot last year. Uh, he got, I think he got injured last year, actually. Oklahoma uh, game, yeah. 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 So, anyway, but he even before then, he wasn't, like, blowing up anybody. I, I think he scored one or two touchdowns. But, anyway, it's not, it's not out of my mind that A.J. Allen can get back into that conversation, but it's, he's going to have an uphill battle. What did you think receiver-wise, Grandpa? What did you see – Trey Palmer replacements. Were there anyone that you could see? What was, what did you think on the return of Xavier Betts? We didn't see enough of him. Uh, and and I, part of that, they know what they have with Xavier. I, I, I don't think that they needed to play him a lot yesterday. No, I didn't see a, uh, an heir to Trey Palmer. I did. It, it didn't, nobody stuck out and they played a lot of receivers. So they're, you know, you're not going to get that flow. Uh, I, you know, Marcus Washington, if I had to pick somebody and hold a gun to my head, I'd probably say he would be, you know, the, the next guy up to take uh, Palmer's place. And he was a teammate of uh, of Casey's. So that maybe stands or makes, makes sense. Joshua Fleeks, I think, has some great potential there. But the question, and you and I talked about this Saturday, I said, what happened to Isaiah Garcia's Castaneda. Nobody yeah. said anything about him. They didn't say if he's injured. What I haven't seen anything in the paper. I haven't 
I, I, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Still on the roster? I don't know. Yeah, it's I had no crazy. clue. I mean, he he decommitted or, or entered the transfer portal last fall and then uh, came back once uh, uh, Matt was, was hired. And, and now it's crazy. I, I, we have to find that out. Yeah, I I mean, I wonder if he's – I forget if there was some academic thing with him. I don't know, but it was so weird to me. that I mean, we didn't really realize it, but we were sitting in there and we were thinking – you asked me, it was like, oh, like what wide receivers have you been noticing? I think at around halftime around the second quarter or something yeah. along those lines. And I was like, listen, guys, and I was like, you know, I haven't seen Isaiah Garcia Castaneda's at all. Yeah. And we are like – we both realized it together. Like, that is weird. So I hope we figure out what happened there because he's back. Like I know he's back, but who knows? I've seen him in spring training stuff, so I don't know what happened. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, uh, we'll we'll try to get an answer uh, on our next uh, podcast. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's something that we can find by then. But what did you think of the offensive line? I thought that this was a big plus, but maybe it, you didn't see it the same way I did. I do too. I do, and they, you know, and and uh, Teddy is not in there. Teddy Prohaska didn't play. Um, Berkman, I guess, got hurt uh, late in the in the game. I don't think it's anything serious. At least that's what they're not saying anything at this point. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, they seem to give some pass protection. Uh, we didn't run for a ton, but you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess it's okay. It's just, I just don't know. You know, there were only two offensive touchdowns in the game yesterday. Did that? That's another, I guess, if you're talking about surprises, we had Sims run and then uh, uh, Irwin's, uh, Irwin's run uh, for a touchdown. And we had a, a two field goals. We had a double extra point, And then we had a, a fumble return for a touchdown. But two offensive, that kind of, if you'd have told me before the game that there would be only two offensive touchdowns, I would say, what is going on? Or, boy, the defense is really fantastic. Maybe there's a little bit of, of, you know, the fact that the defense was, you know, the number one defense. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's the, 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 that last part that you said. I think that that's what it was. It's the defense being the number one defense. I'd rather take that away from it, that our defense is much better and improved this year than that our offense can't score points. Because I think without the turnovers, maybe we score more points. But who knows? Yeah. It was the red team making a lot of the turnovers. And as, as I said, A.J. Allen had two of the fumbles. So it's – I mean, it is what it is. But we'll see. If they get those turnovers fixed, maybe you get more points. Who knows? But I'm sure that that's something that Rule will be harping on for them to practice ball security drills and just do that themselves. So, And I'm sure that it, it – part of it, I think, might have been that they just haven't been in an actual game setting for four months, five months now. Yeah. So – I mean, I know they've been going live in practice, but I hadn't heard that being a problem until the spring game, so I don't know if it was just a new intensity on the defense level. I have no clue what it was, but I'm sure they'll get that fixed. And Another another thing that I noticed, there were only three or four penalties. I know they weren't calling a lot of stuff, yeah. but there were only yeah, that's, three full-start that's, yeah. penalties, for, yeah. and that's combined for both teams. So that is yeah. Yeah, that is that's nice. So, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the uh, memorial to Frank Solich at halftime? 
Uh, there was, uh, yeah, They're not I, memorial. That sounds like he died. The uh, yeah. homage, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> homage to Frank it was, it was very emotional, and uh, I I was there. You you headed uh, elsewhere at, at the half, and uh, and I saw the whole thing, and uh, and it, it was I was a bit surprised by the number of people who stayed at at, at uh, out there for the halftime and how loud the people were when they cheered for Frank Solich. That was, I didn't see that. I didn't see that happening. Not that, that Frank wouldn't be deserving of that, but I thought, okay, you get people, you know, heading to the John, they're going to grab a, you know, something to eat or whatever. And that they wouldn't be there, but it was, it was, it was extremely loud. And I thought this was long overdue. Solich was was treated very very badly uh, by a former chancellor and athletic director. Um, they cut him off at the knees. It was very very unfair. Somebody who had given his his you know his adult life to Nebraska football just about. He he coached at Holy Name High School and and Lincoln Southeast, and then he was he he was a freshman uh, coach uh, under. Tom Osborne, and then was running back coach. And uh, I think he was assistant head coach before uh, uh, Osborne uh, named him uh, the heir apparent or the heir to uh, to uh, taking over for him. So, um, yeah, I wrote uh, a column for Husker Max and I was highlighting, I had to go through and check the, the record, you know, it was in a, they went to a bowl game every year. They played for a national championship. They had the last best great Husker football team. That was 99 and where they went 12 and one. Uh, they were ranked number two in the country. Um, he produced a Heisman Trophy winner and a Remington Award winner who was uh, Dominic or uh, yeah, Dominic Roy Riella. Um, and you just look at, and he got fired after a nine and three season. Are you kidding me? That's insane. I so I, you know, and they're naming the locker room after Solich. I thought that was, yeah. You know, I mean, that doesn't make up for the for the way he was treated, but it was certainly a, it was something. And I, I think I think I think Frank Solich was overwhelmed by that. I think he was. He admitted he was. It was tough for him to get through just because of the emotion. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's the best that we could that Nebraska as a Nebraska football as an organization could do at this point to make up for that. They can't go back and change the past, but they can fix it now by by naming the locker room after him and giving him that ceremony and painting the uh, forty five on the um on the field at the forty five yard line. Yeah, I thought that, that was really cool. I thought and, that was uh, really cool. And giving the ball to him after the first play where they handed it off yeah. to fullback, so that was a really classy by Matt Rule to yes. do that. So he's a he. I mean, Matt Rule knows what what he's doing when it when he's uh, giving tributes to people. So, yeah. Um, other takeaways, just generally from the spring game, Grandpa. Before we wrap up, um, just was glad that it was tackle football, and I man, I just I would have I would have high fived high fived Matt Rule had I had the opportunity. Uh, a lot of people came back for there. Eric Crouch was there. He was interviewed. Uh, uh, Terry Keneally was on the on the big board there, doing a salute to the uh, touchdown club. Um, Terry is a is is a friend and and is a heck of a great guy. And that was nice to see that. Um, so I don't know. It was it's it's 
the unfortunate thing I, to me was just the weather. It was just really cold. But yeah. But the positive side of that is that sixty over sixty six thousand people showed up on a terrible day uh, to watch a an inter squad uh, football scrimmage. And yep, that has to be. Where else do you find that? You and I were watching a little bit of the Minnesota spring game. Yeah, it was because it it we we taped the uh, we we taped the. Um, Nebraska spring game on BTN to rewatch later because we're you know we 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 want to be at the game and watch the game but then also watch it later on TV. So. <laughs> <We're> the, <laughs> that's probably why we have a podcast about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, we were watching the Minnesota one before because it was uh, bled over into the time slot that the DVR had picked for the Nebraska one, and uh, they're playing theirs inside at their field house, and there's no one. There's just journalists there, and it's like it's the most rinky ding thing. They don't sell any tickets really from what I could see. There's like 60 people there, 60 fans. Like they don't have any seating. It's, um, it's just nuts. And then you compare that and it switches and it's just Memorial stadium full is the next camera shot after that game's yeah. done. So or not yeah. full, but 66,000 people for a spring game is nuts. Uh, and so in all the players we're talking about, they're like, like all the transfers, Elijah Judy and uh, MJ Sherman and all those guys, they were all talking about, they're like, oh, I've never, never, ever seen that. And I don't know what it's going to be like. And they were like, I have no clue. I'm going to prepare for that and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but they definitely were, they, they were in awe from what I heard from just looking at their post-game press conferences uh, on that subject real quick. What did you think of some of the transfers? Did any of them stand out besides Jeff Sims? We talked about him a lot, but those, some of those defensive guys, Eric Gilbert, maybe uh, he, Eric Gilbert, uh, he's a for those for those that aren't aware, he's a tight end transfer from Georgia. He's a massive. I think he's six seven or something like that. He's massive tight end, but he dropped two huge passes, yeah, like twenty yeah, plus yeah. yard gains, yeah. hit him right in the hands and just dropped him. So that's something that he's definitely going to be frustrated with. And he shows a lot of talent. He shows the ability to get open. Our quarterbacks trust him. But what what are your thoughts on some of the other? Uh, the I mean, we had the three from Florida, and uh, we had, we had Collier. We had. Um, MJ Sherman, Sherman and some yeah. of those other transfers. Sherman, Sherman probably, to me, stood out. I think he's the real deal. Um, and uh, and then the transfers, uh, the uh, uh, you know, because you had transfers the past two years, then you got coming in as part of the twenty three class. Yeah, uh, I guess the the thing for me is that we got to learn a lot of new names and numbers. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm not up on that yet because you don't know if these guys are going to play real big roles or they're in there for the spring game. And sometimes you, somebody even stars in the spring game and then you never hear the kid again. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It's, it's early to pass that assessment at this point, but but you know Sherman kind of stuck out to me. That that'd be that'd be the one I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see how those guys end up shaping up for the season. But uh, it was fun to hear the announcers in the stadium and also uh, on Big Ten Network. It was Jeremiah Searles, and uh, I forget who the other guy was. But it was fun to try and have them pronounce uh, Prince Will's last name. So, uh, so that was always we, – we were, we were just dying over in the, in the uh, east side of the stadium or west side of the stadium just – um <laughs> every time I, I, that they'd be like tackle by prince will and then it, always a pause always a yeah. pause because you look at the name and it's just like oh okay and I, i'm not gonna even try i don't know how to do i don't know umami umami allen i think is what they decided on but i have no clue. I, I, I honestly i'd have to talk to prince will and just be like hey do you want to uh 
and I and I have a difficult last name to pronounce. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Oh, let do you want to talk about our new recruit here real quick? Yeah, you do it. Um, you, you know, yeah. So Nebraska, the, right before the spring game, Nebraska got another commit in Willis McGahee the fourth, who is Willis McGahee's son. Willis McGahee the third, I should say, his son. Willis McGahee the third played against Nebraska in the 2001 national championship game. Yep. He was a runner up for the 2002 Heisman trophy. All of this is at Miami. Uh, and then he played for the bills in the NFL for a few years. Uh, Willis McGay, he, the third though, in that he also played in a, the 2005 national championship game. I forget against Ohio state, whenever the Miami, Ohio state classic national championship game, I think it was 2002, maybe 2003, somewhere around there. Anyway, he blew his ACL in that game. Uh, and he was their star running back, and that kind of hindered his career. So he probably would have gone further in the NFL if it wasn't for that, but who knows. Anyway, his son uh, plays defensive end and is coming to Nebraska. I don't know where specifically he's from. I haven't done all my research on that. But as I said, if you want to check out our Twitter at HBT Huskers Pod, I'm going to have a video up by tomorrow night giving some more in-depth research about him, just a quick minute, minute, 30-second thing to watch and know a few things about him, but – uh, yeah, so that's exciting that Nebraska gets another commit for the 2024 class right before the spring game. So, yeah, anything you got before we wrap up here, Grandpa? No, we'll have to. We have some guests coming up that are going to be really, really – people are going to want to listen. It, it, they're going to be really good. We won't yeah. tell them who they are. We don't want to jinx no. ourselves. No. <laughs> we've done that before. Yeah. yeah we, we've okay. Lined well, up. No. I had a blast of the spring game with you, Grandpa, and I yeah. hope everyone that got to go had a blast as well. We will be back next week. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody. Uh, tell your friends who went to the spring game to listen to this one. Give them a good recap of it. But we will talk to you guys next week, hopefully with a Nebraska softball win against Northwestern and some more football news. And as always, go Big Red. <laughs>